Welcome to Harvest Time. My name is Chris Harper, and our host on this program is Pastor Gary Walton, the lead pastor of Harvest Baptist Church. Every week, we spend these 25 minutes together telling you the stories of our church, interviewing our members and other friends of the ministry. We'd love to invite you to join us at Harvest Baptist Church this week for one of our two services. We meet at 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. every week. We have Japanese and Korean translation available during our 10.45 a.m. service. And that's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. This week, we'll be celebrating Mother's Day at church. Let's begin harvest time today by welcoming Pastor Gary Walton. Hi, Pastor. Hey, half a day, Chris. It is Mother's Day, in case anybody forgot, so uh, coming up, if you haven't had a chance to think about how you'd like to honor your mother, that is this Sunday. You know, the Bible does describe for us in a number of places, but right in the very beginning of uh, the Old Testament, in the Ten Commandments, it talks about this idea, this command to honor your father and your mother, which is this first commandment with promise. And of course, that uh, is repeated again in the New Testament in multiple ways. And so this responsibility that we all have and the privilege that we have really to give honor, to give value to these uh, to these people that, of course, have been so significant in our lives. And so we want to celebrate that this Sunday at Harvest in a good way, kind of corporately. Um, but we also communicate that uh, anytime we gather together as a church, our focus is on Christ. And uh, though we want to honor well, uh, we're we're going to you know spend our service really um, not worshiping mothers. We'll honor mothers, and we're going to worship the Lord. And so, if as you come together and join us on Sunday, I think that's what you're going to see and sense and experience along with us. And so, we'd invite you this Sunday to come and join us at Harvest at the times that uh, Chris mentioned for both of those services. Well, I'm really thrilled to have. Uh, Cody and Chelsea Custer uh, in studio with us on Harvest Time. So welcome, you guys. Good Thank morning. You. And uh, radio is something that's in their background. We're going to get to that. Um, but uh, Cody and Chelsea are involved here on our, on, our, on our island in multiple ways and involved at Harvest. And so we're excited to hear about God's work in your life and how God has directed you and really given you such a clear um, a mission in life. Um, Cody serves as I don't know the title, the head of maintenance. What are they? What's your role? Facilities director. At, okay, yeah. facilities director at, at TWR, which is Transworld Radio, their campus down in Marizo. I think that's right. Mm -hmm. And uh, you guys moved to Guam to fill that position. Uh, how long ago? Correct, two years ago. Okay, yep, been here just about two years. Okay. And uh, Chelsea, you guys have a family that moved with you. Tell us about your family. Yeah, so we have four girls, and right now we have a junior, uh, eighth grader, third grader, and a first grader, and they're all here at Harvest. Yeah, awesome. Love your kids and your family. It's so cool how God, you know, moves in our lives, and so we're so th uh, thankful and thrilled to have your family. Um, and it's six C's. Yes, that's and correct. Names, yeah, I um, I like that. <laughs> um, and actually, it helps me to remember Cody that your name is with a C and not a K, because it would really mess it up yeah. if yours was, you know, Cody with a K. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you guys um, uh, moved from the states a couple years ago mm -hmm. uh, for this role. Actually, let me hold on to that. Let's start with your stories, um, sure. your spiritual background, your spiritual story, Cody. Let's start with you. Yeah. Well. I 
I came to Christ late, later in life, I would say. Um, I've been a believer for about 11 years. And so um, we grew up in a small town, both grew up in the same town. Um, my family uh, was a, a loving family, good home, strong home, but absent of Christ. And so I didn't uh, know the love of Christ. I didn't know who he was, what he's done for us um, throughout uh, my entire childhood and even into being a young adult until um, really I felt a, just a deep longing for something. And mm-hmm. I didn't really know what it was. Um, I was in my early 20s. Chelsea and I were married at that time and uh, was just feeling lost, kind of without a purpose. And so uh, we uh, had our daughter at the time, and I was uh, kind of moving around. I hadn't gone to college after high school, been through a couple different uh, jobs, and just sensing a, a bit of lostness. And Chelsea was in, in school. She had graduated college, and uh, I had this sense that I, I need to do something. And so I was kind of seeking, and I looked around, and, and in my eyes, and, and what culture was saying is, well, you need to be successful, whether it's through financial well-being or materialistic things, bigger house, bigger car, boat, camper, all these things kind of Midwest that shapes what I thought was happiness and what I thought was missing. And so uh, I fully went after it all in. And so I went to college and a great, great thing. Um, first person in my family to go to college, to graduate college and uh, got done with college and thought, OK, now I have this. Did anything change? nothing changed. And so I said, well, it's got to be related to money. I'm going to make as much money as I can uh, advance in my career. And I'm just going to go work for the best company that I knew of. And that was uh, John Deere and company. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I went to work there top 50 company in the world and made more money advanced the career than I ever thought I would dream of making. Mm-hmm. And through that, it actually to advance in your career, you had to move. And so we left our home in Wisconsin and moved. And it was all kind of motivated a little bit by this lostness of me that I needed to fulfill. Wow. And so moved to um, the headquarters of John Deere in Moline, Illinois. We lived right across the river in Iowa. And through that, um, it opened the doors to, to a church. Yeah. Um, and so we had a family invite us to church. And I had zero desire to go to a church. Um, I, I would say I didn't know anyone that came out of a church that they had something that I wanted. And, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Um, we had a church, there's dozens of churches in our hometown, but no one ever shared. There's nothing there that uh, I desired, that I thought I desired, or that anyone expressed. And so uh, I, I was a little reluctant, and yet Chelsea said, let's go to church. We need to meet people. We knew nobody. And we went to church, and I just remember sitting there, and hearing the gospel for the first time and understanding who Christ is, what he's done as the pastor preached this message. And I wouldn't say it was this big revelation like, oh, my goodness, it was a we need to come back next week. There's yeah. something to this. And slowly uh, through the weeks and through attending church, it was just a, a deep uh, sense of fulfillment, like this is what I'm missing. Mm. It didn't matter what how much money I had. We had. We had a good marriage, but it wasn't a godly marriage. We had a nice house. We had a car, cars. We had boats and campers. None of it mattered. Mm-hmm. It was all for nothing. And then finding Christ, and it's like, this is what matters. Everything is changing, and there was purpose and fulfillment, and it changed our marriage. It changed how we raised our kids. It changed direction in life. And so um, just took a lot of uh, 
time to dig in. I had someone walk alongside me, disciple me, challenge me, encourage me, hold me accountable. And so um, just so grateful. How many years in the career mm-hmm. be, before that kind of first, in, let me ask you that, Chelsea, before that first invite where you guys went, you know, kind of went to church, how long was that? Mm, that was probably within a year of us moving there. Okay. Um, basically, we had, I had a desire to go to church because I grew up in the church and knew that I should be at church on Sunday. You know, I just walked through all the necessary steps. I just had a lot of the tradition of this is what my grandparents did to yeah. this is what my parents did. And so I was seeking that and knew that that was important for our family. And so once Cecilia had a friend that was like, you know, come with us. We teach Sunday school. You know, your kids can go back. You guys can go to the church. And they sat right with us and made us feel really welcomed. And I had just become a stay-at-home mom at that point. And so I was really missing that connection of community. And so it was really through that that I was finding that community and joined a Bible study with some other ladies and really saw how they were living out their faith and saw that they were they were going to Christ, you know, to find these answers and stuff instead of trying to figure it out on their own. And they just really showed me what it looks like to live as a Christian. And I really missed that relationship piece. I never really realized that I can have Jesus as my friend, you know, and that I can come to him for all things. He's my provider, you know. And so that was a piece that thankfully, you know, my parents were really faithful in that. And so I think that carried through to at least have a desire to go back into the church. So, um, you know, he was a little bit reluctant, but he's always been really supportive of any desire that I had. So he was willing to go with. And plus, it was a couple hours off of watching the kids for a little bit. So a little break. So, yeah, it was good. Chelsea, for you, was there like a point in time where you felt like, you know, you talked about the difference between um, a desire for the religion, because that was part of life and family and all that, which is, is really great. Um, but this place where a relationship happened, is, was there a point in time? What, how would you describe that transition for you? Yeah, so I would, I, you know, knew the things. So I knew um, the stories and things like that. But it, yeah, it was really the relationship piece. And seeing Cody transformation too uh, helped to kind of inspire that for me. Um, he's very disciplined, but he also needed that. Like he needed to go back and, okay, what does this mean? And what does the Bible say? And, you know, he'd have to go back and study it, whereas I already had that. So me, it was trying to overcome those traditions and mm-hmm. figure out, okay, like I've been baptized as an infant, and now I feel like I'm dishonoring my parents because right. I'm, I'm choosing this faith myself and being immersed and stuff like that. So, I mean, a little bit of that, I would say, um, challenged us in that way. But just having people that were right next to me to encourage me and grow me and hold me accountable really helped that. But um, also, always, we have that desire to have our own, we want our own control. Yeah. And we had several situations, uh, especially with pregnancies, that we were not in control of the situation. And I would say with our last one, we really had a situation where my water broke early and we were headed to the hospital and we didn't know what was going to happen. And that was the point where I feel like I really like had to let go and surrender and be like, Lord, you know what's going to happen, whether it's going to be good or it's going to be bad. I trust you and I know that you're going to be with us regardless of how this outcome comes. So I think it took time, you know, to get to that point. And I think we constantly have to do that surrender, right. ultimately come back, surrender again and 
yeah, we grow that way. Well, I, actually, I think Romans 12 says that this, you know, that we present our bodies as a living sacrifice. That's a surrender thing. And it's, it's this word that means it's an ongoing, you know, it's not a one-time thing. And I never got to do that again. It's every day I'm surrendering, you know, my will for this day, my surrender, my control, my desire for control mm-hmm. this day, mm-hmm. you know, to God. I, was, I mean, I'm so fascinated by that whole story for you guys and really the clarity with, that you sh- uh, shared it with. Um, you know, I've said it this way a, a lot of times before, but you have to want it to be true until before you're going to believe it to be true. And that's an interesting piece in, um, you know, in your testimony, particularly Cody, that you never wanted it before humanly or even spiritually for, for lots of different reasons. You know, maybe the body of Christ wasn't the vibrant testimony it should have been. There wasn't anything that they were communicating that you right. felt like you were missing, you know, from that. But so there is this place where this desire comes in and that the idea that God, that Jesus might be the answer. And I was just reading this this morning. Um, that's why it's connecting. And I went looking for it when you started talking about it. But um, this idea that we are created with something that we're longing for. Cody, mm-hmm. you talked about that right away. And I don't even know who wrote this. I probably should know. But uh, ducklings, listen to this, ducklings want to swim. So there's such a thing as water. Babies want to suck milk, and there's such a thing as a mother's milk. Desires don't exist unless satisfaction for those desires exist. And if you find in yourself a desire for something that nothing else in this world can satisfy, it probably means you were made for another world. Amen. Yeah, and man, that just sounds mm-hmm. like exactly, you know, this. there's something is missing. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing in this world can satisfy it. Yeah. So there's got to be, what is that next, you know, that other world that we were made for. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's, you know, when, when I found, not I found Christ, I think when, when my heart was softened and yeah. convictions of sin and obedience and learning, you know, Charles talked a little bit about that. I needed to dig in for myself. I needed to know what scripture said. I wanted to be into apologetics and historical facts of Christianity because it, it, it needed to be real. Yeah. And, and I wanted that. And all the answers are there. It's mm-hmm. all in scripture. And so um, not not that we don't continue to learn because, man, I, God teaches me something every single day. Uh, but when when you're fulfilled and you know whose you are mm-hmm. it changes everything and that's exactly what happened and and i think you know i i don't the my past of um seeing people walk out of churches and having nothing that they wanted yeah. that that i wanted that they had um i think it could have been multiple things whether right. it was just my my heart was hard and yeah. i wasn't ready god worked on me for a long time and there's yeah. a lot of really cool things that happened uh through my um, through my walk of just life to allow me to see him moving. Mm-hmm. And so it's that definitely that longing. And, and I think we're all created that way. And so it's just, it's just allowing him in to radically change us um, because we can't find it outside of him. Yeah. I've tried. <laughs> That's so cool. You guys. So let's, let's uh, fast forward a little bit. That was uh, 11 years ago. You said kind of for, yep. you know, the step for you. And uh, then along the way, you start felt burdened for some ministry, mm-hmm. and now, now you're connected with Transworld Radio. Yes. Uh, um, you're here as missionaries serving with Transworld. I'm going to talk about that. But tell me, how did that happen, that you started thinking about that? You'd move to Guam or any place. Yeah. 
Yeah, which is a radical thought in itself because we're homebodies. Like uh, our families are all from the same town. We <laughs> went to school together. Res- we're you know, high I, school sweethearts. Yeah, like, Chelsea, tell us about that. I wanted to ask, how did you guys met in high school or before that? Or Yeah, we just lived, like Cody said, in a small town. So everybody went to the same school basically. And so, yeah, he was interested in me in sophomore year and I wasn't quite there yet. And then senior <laughs> year rolled around and he got a second chance. And, uh, <laughs> he we didn't had, miss that one. No, huh? yeah. he didn't. I gave him a, an opportunity <laughs> for that. And here we are almost going to celebrate 19 years next week. So wow. that's exciting. But, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's the story of God bringing you together, but your home yeah. bodies. Yeah. And so for us to move is, is, is radical in itself. Um, but something changed in me in the sense that I seen people differently. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I feel like it's seeing people through God's eyes a little bit differently that the loss become way more important uh, and, and a burden. And so, you know, not being, I don't feel like I was ever witnessed to. And I, f- and I feel like I needed to do something different about it because I found this amazing mm-hmm. purpose mm-hmm. And, and people need to know. And so I was invited on several different mission trips and end up uh, through our church, went um, on many short-term trips to Central America, South America, and uh, Native American reservations in the States, took Cecilia. Uh, we've gone as a family and just the burden to reach the lost uh, for Christ, because that was me. And, and I'm so grateful to the people um, who discipled me and and I people need to know this good news. And so I, I've... I felt that the Lord was calling me out of my secular career at John Deere as big of a blessing as it was to allow us to do a lot of that financially and otherwise. Yeah. Um, but I'm I'm not a preacher and I can't translate. I speak one language barely. And, <laughs> you know, um, but I have I have technical skills and I have um, some project management skills that, that the Lord allowed me to gain in my pursuit of of ultimately of him. Um and so that opened the door and, and found out, you know, faith comes by hearing. Romans talks about that. And and radio was a very integral part of me growing. I would always listen to uh, in the States Moody Radio mm-hmm. and the sermons, the preaching, the teaching, the accountability that comes through that is incredibly powerful and the opportunity to worship. Like nothing's like worshiping in your car down the <laughs> running down the road, right? So yeah, you're right. Um, and uh, we just found a door open through Transworld Radio and the reach across um, the world. They're speaking in three diff- 300 different languages and something that we prayed a lot about. I was probably a little bit ahead of the curve from Chelsea as we transitioned to that. But, um, you know, shame on us. I think we both want to be incredibly obedient. And uh, we have different paces in, yeah. in response to, to that sometimes. And, and that's not saying she's not obedient, but it's, it's a part that we both need to respond in obedience and faith. Yeah. And his timing is perfect. And so he's brought us together in so many ways like that. And part of that was coming here because this is one of many places where Transworld Radio has a station and a conduit to broadcast the gospel across Asia. I want to ask you more about that, Chelsea, but tell us about the process for you as you're coming along. So Cody's like, man, this might be an opportunity. You're like, wow. I'm like running the other way. Yeah, I get I, it. I was in the thickness of being a mom, and I couldn't see past that day and trying to get through the survival of motherhood. And so I was really struggling with it, but I also saw his heart. And every mission trip, he'd come back and be like, 
I don't know if I can go back to work, mm-hmm. you know, like I am just hurting so desperately for these people. And so I saw that. And I think that was, you know, me like wanting to support him. But I'm like, I don't know how to be a missionary wife. And I was still growing in my faith. And I'm like, I don't have all the answers. I don't know the Bible. And that was just one of those things I wrestled with. The enemy obviously was feeding me lies, telling me, yep, you, you're not going to be able to do this. And um, but we started praying about it, and we started asking other people to pray. My Bible study, too, they were right alongside me praying about this because we were so far apart. And in our relationship, we pretty much always agreed on things, and this was something that we really had to figure out how we could compromise. And I'm like, I don't want to go out and live in the jungle in a hut and you know, <laughs> go hunt my own food and all this stuff. I'm like, that's just not realistic for me. And I, so... Um, yeah, through the Lord, he just continued to work, reading his word and listening to sermons and just um, listening to the Holy Spirit. Uh, eventually, I got to that point where I'm like, I'm not being obedient. I need to get out of the boat, you know. And so I finally decided, you know, I think I think we can do this. And we had heard about Transworld Radio, learned a little bit more about the ministry and what it would look like for us to live on mission. And so at that point, I was really wrestling with having to raise our own support. And I was so scared of that. I'm like, I'm, neither one of us like to get out in front of people. And I wasn't a Girl Scout, you know, I wasn't good at selling <laughs> myself. And that's exactly what we needed to do. But we also knew that God was calling us and he was opening doors and we were being obedient. So, you know, I finally told Cody, I think I'm ready. And Cody probably fell off his chair at work because <laughs> he's been waiting for this moment. Yep. And um, then the very next day, he had an opportunity. John John Deere was downsizing, reorganizing, and he was getting an opportunity to step away from that and to be paid to step away. And so that really was clear that God was like, yep, the door is opening. And so we decided to apply. And even there, Cody didn't know the outcome. We didn't know if we were going to be accepted as missionaries, but yet he needed to make a decision. He had about a two-week window to decide if he was going to stay with Deere or move on to this, what we thought God was calling us into. And Did you know that Guam was a possibility at that time, or was just generally a, no. around the world, TWR? Yep, we wow. just knew around okay. the world. And so he told his boss, you know, without knowing the answer, and, you know, you're a little bit nervous about that, but yeah, you have that peace that this mm-hmm. is where God's taking you. And so he told his boss we were going to take the severance package and Half an hour later, TWR called and said, we'd like to invite you as missionaries in the organization. And it's like, God, only you knew. Wow. You know, you wanted our step in obedience, mm-hmm. and he was going to reward that. So, And then later on, we just prayed about, you know, whatever God was going to send us, that's where we were going to go. Yep. We we had no really idea where Guam was at the time. Yeah. And so, yeah, we really grew in that. We're going to have to do a part two of this, you guys. <laughs> Um, which is awesome. I'm so encouraged by your testimony, and I know it's going to be encouragement to uh, many people. You, uh, other parts of it are coming here, your foster parents now. I know that's been uh, you know, a, a mission in front of you, and I'm sure some challenges. I'd like to ask you about that sure. um, another time. You connected at Harvest. Can you just yeah. tell us a little bit about how that's been helpful for you? Yeah. Yeah, Harvest has been integral. I think one of the things that brought us here um, was just biblical teaching. Mm-hmm. I mean, sound biblical teaching is what um, what we need, mm-hmm. and, and that's what we were seeking. 
Um, we were seeking um, education for our kids, and what a blessing to have Christian education be that. That was not the case before. They were in public schools, and so it's just been a huge blessing to be here, to have um, our kids get Christian education, um, to get uh, just awesome fellowship, community groups, and building connections. Uh, we live in the South, so the, we always have that little bit of challenge of just logistics, but um, we just keep racking up the miles and are so grateful to be on campus when we're up here every day and, and on Sundays. And so it's just been a really integral part of um, who we are. And I think just us seeing the diversity in the community here is so rewarding, mm-hmm. so encouraging. And it just it's just proof of God moving through people uh, here in Harvest across this island and really around Asia uh, yeah. to bring them together. So it's just such a unique place. And it's just a thrill to be part of the community here because – I don't know anyone else, anywhere else, any church like this church. Yeah. So. Yeah, I've said that multiple times. It really is such a unique place, um, and it's cool for you guys on multiple levels. I mean, you're seeing the the uh, Church of Jesus Christ in all of its diversity. I mean, from mm-hmm. here to your community, your local community, this church community, local community, but then the the reach of Transworld Radio, Correct. you know, all around uh, to uh, unreach. I mean, really, it's to unreach people groups. Correct. You know that that Guam is kind of a outpost for to be able to send that signal. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's really cool on multiple levels. And it's been fun watching as you guys are settling into your roles at TWR and you're growing um, relationships in the church. I'm, I, I'm just even excited about the future, about how he's going to use you and your family and your passions for him. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for answering God's call um, to come and serve and be part of this family. We're looking forward to how God's going to bless you and use you. Yeah, Thank, thank you. you. And thank you for listening to Harvest Time. Of course, at this point in the program, we always want to invite you again to services at Harvest Baptist Church. We get together at 8.45 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. every Sunday. We have Japanese and Korean translation available at that 10.45 a.m. service. And that's also when we live stream at hbcguam.org, hbcguam.org. We hope to see you Sunday. Thanks again for listening to Harvest Time.